Good morning, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to the 27th day of July, 2021. My name is Nick. Ladies and gentlemen, Big J. Ta-da! For the first time in a week. Well, man, how was the week off? Uh, good. Restful. Sounds like it was busy, too. Reflectful. That's a word. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was It was the first couple days. Pretty much didn't do anything, but, uh, yeah, quick trip to uh, my hometown where I grew up uh, there in Miles City, Montana, and I uh, stopped in Helena to visit my sister. I thought, you know what, going to escape the heat, maybe, and, and, the, and the, the terrible breathing conditions here? No. Right. It is exactly the same. Oh, really? Yeah. And worst of all, my sister has no air conditioning. Get out of here. What? Yeah, no. Well, it doesn't usually get that hot in Helena. Okay. So, but it was it was 98 degrees. Is it an older house? Day. Yeah. Okay. But no, I mean, you know, you, you realize, I don't know if you realize, but there are a lot of places that don't, homes don't have air conditioning. No, I get it. Usually they're you know? older homes, though. I mean, if a newer home, central air is pretty much standard. Yeah, unless you, the climate says you don't really need it. Yeah, but what climate so, is that nowadays? Oh, I don't know. Now that's you got to rethink everything. Right. <laughs> uh, rethink everything. But yeah, so that was a miserable uh, stay. How I long were you there? What one day? Was that planned, or you're like, yeah. I got to get out of here? Yeah, it was planned. Okay. And then on the way there, I'm like, can I get out of this? No, I can't just stop by because it's like in the middle mm. of the trip. Yeah. So I'm like, I can't just pop in and out. That's gonna kill me. So it was stop. just you though, right? That went on the yeah. trip. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, and I saw that you got to say hello to your dad, which I suppose was uh, a little bit of a interesting experience. It was bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Uh, later this week or something, I'll get into that. He won't be here. But Good. Uh, and so it's an opportunity for us to welcome him back before I take off for the rest of the week. But uh, we'll still have some streaming dumbass on the agenda today. We'll have a bunch of cool things that we need to do. And we have prizes to give away as well, including tickets to Primus, so it should be a good day for sure. But we'll start with the music of Audio Slave, kicking things off here on the morning after. It's like a stone on the X Rocks. Morning after with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208 471 4444. We're chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, Big J, it's always news when a celebrity shows up in the Treasure Valley. Oh. And guess who popped by yesterday? Brosnan. Yeah. Pierce Brosnan. Yeah, he popped by. Just said he was in town visiting somebody and ended up, uh, you know, showing up on people's social media feeds because he popped into a business for a coffee and some breakfast. Moon's Cafe, or Moon's Kitchen Cafe in Boise is where he ended up popping in for breakfast and Took some pictures of the staff, ended up on the internet, and next thing you know, we're talking about it as it's a very, very big deal. But uh, I was very uh, sad to notice that nobody had mentioned uh, Dante's Peak in any of the stories. I mean, some of that was filmed here in northern Idaho. That's what I mean. Like, Pierce is an Idaho veteran. I think they don't know that. Aww. Well, I'm sorry, but Dante's Peak, while I liked it. Well, it's not a, a huge... Don't get confused hit. of it being a fantastic movie. It's just got... It's one of those deals where it should be a bigger deal around here because of where it was filmed and what it was about. Well, I remember he got, he got like, pulled over for speeding in his Porsche. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. In the actual Treasure Valley or, my, uh, no, or no, up, no, in up in northern? Up north, okay. up north, yeah. So it was a big deal then. Well, uh, of course, the, the James Bond veteran. Would you? Uh, what would you do if you ran into J- to, to Pierce Brosnan? Would you talk James Bond? Would you even approach the man? Would you keep a respectful distance? Uh, yeah, I'm a respectful distance guy because, you know, listen, he he's probably just wants to be left alone. Would you ask for a selfie or no? I, 
I doubt. I don't think so. That's I don't not think my you would. Style. I don't think you it's would not my either. Style. I don't think you would either. You know? But I mean, that's a James Bond. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's one. There's one avenue that I would go here, and that would be an, an attempt to get him on the morning show. That's the only reason I would approach All right. a celebrity in the wild. <laughs> in their in their uh, in the wild and, and the environment that they surround themselves. Yeah, and with. listen, you know, sometimes I'm either going to go all in or not going at all. That's true. That's true. Uh, it's weird how like and and what lines you draw. It's very strange to me as well. Like you will happily approach James Gunn, no problem. But Ian Johnson, you, you can't do it. You, you won't be bothered to. It's very weird. You see him in the mall and you just avoid him. But uh, if you see James Gunn, you're like, hey, man, let's do this. What's up? Hey, I'm going to follow you down this hallway and bug you. Well, it worked. Of course, it was a different James Gunn. Yes, this is pre-Guardians you know, James Gunn. This is He just was announced a, as the writer and director of Guardians. Yeah, he's got a huge security team now. We would both be probably ushered away. Yeah, you'd be hogtied before you got anywhere yeah. close to uh, where he is. You watching any of the Olympics, my friend? I, I started to watch some of it. Uh, what happened? And then I was like, oh, yeah, it's the Olympics. You just lost interest in the sports, or you weren't yeah. happy with the yeah, telecast? Yeah, bicycling, or? and it was... Yeah, man, I find the Olympics hard to watch. It's it's the lowest uh, the ratings have been in 33 years, which probably shouldn't surprise anybody. It's just, it's hard to pull this kind of thing off nowadays, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Not only is it, we don't have the attention span for some of the sports that are there, but also all this stuff is on tape delay. And that's just not something that can exist in 2021 and still be successful. If that makes any sense, I believe. Mm -hmm. Anytime you have anything on a super big delay, there's just, you may tune in just for curiosity's sake, but you're not sticking and staying. And that's part of the issue as well. Uh, of course, the, as far as the medal count goes, US and China are tied with 19 medals, followed by Russian, Russia with 16, Japan with 13. Gold medal count, US and Japan are in first place with eight. China's got seven and Russia has five. So the Olympics are underway. Although some rough news for uh, Olympians this morning, at least for the United States, it looks like Simone Biles hurt herself doing a vault this morning. Yep. And she's the gymnast who obviously is just the goat. And it doesn't look like she's going to do or perform or be in any other part of the Olympics going forward. So that's a blow not only to her, but also the U.S. gymnastics team on the female side of the ledger. So hopefully she's okay. Well, Big J, we may have seen the end of an era, and that is the Rock era in the WWE. Dwayne Johnson is doing the uh, the the press tour along with Emily Blunt for Jungle Cruise, and he was talking or asked about an actual return to the WWE, and uh, basically he said, "There's nothing." And usually, you know what happens is, at least in past performances, you know when a when a celebrity or when a wrestler turns into a a pop culture celebrity, and even The Rock has done this. Uh, on one of those promotional tours for a movie, he'll pop in during a show like a Raw or a WrestleMania or something and perform a one-off as kind of like a promotional tie-in to whatever movie yeah. he has done. But he has uh, done everything he possibly can to, to kind of stop referring to himself as The Rock going forward. Does that make sense? Like, you no, know, he used Dwayne to be, Johnson. Yes, he used to be credited as Dwayne The Rock Johnson. People sometimes still call him The Rock, but he hasn't used that title in a very long time. It's been a while since he popped into... Uh, the WWE, and it doesn't look like he's going to be doing that anytime soon. So we may have seen the end of The Rock in the WWE, and he's just a full-fledged, you know, celebrity now. Although, I, you know, listen, this is not the first time a wrestler made movies. Certainly, I feel like this is the first time a wrestler has transcended above the world of wrestling. It doesn't need to go back. Does that make sense? Because even John Cena came back last week as part of the Suicide Squad thing. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. 
So even Cena, as big as he is in the wrestling world, still pops back in every now and again. I don't think you're going to see that with The Rock. After with Nick and Big J. The return of regular old streaming dumbass. Every single Tuesday, we try to find three movies that maybe, just maybe, Big J hasn't come in contact with in his personal or professional life. Strip away all the stars, and we're left with just something called a brief plot description. And based on that plot description, Big J must watch and review a movie for you in a 24-hour period. Are you prepared, Big I'm J? I'm ready. The running theme today, star power, Big J. Oh, right. Every single one of these movies has an actor, not only I would say you're a fan of, uh, but also is, is fairly a big household name. It's just up to you which route you want to go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Movie number one. Since his mother's confinement to an institution, a man has lived in the shadow of his stoic father. A family acquaintance then employs the young introverted man as a photographer to document an asylum tour only as a guise to actually get the young man committed to the institution as well. Oh. Movie number two. Lucy and Adrian find their dream fertility doctor in the illustrious Dr. Hindle, but after becoming pregnant, Lucy decides to notice something. Lucy begins to notice something sinister behind Dr. Hindle's charm, and then she sets out to uncover the unsettling truth about him. Oh, no. Movie number three. Celeste is a music prodigy guided by her sister and a talent manager. The young phenom then transforms into a rising pop star with a promising future. 18 years later, Celeste now finds herself on the comeback trail when a scandal, personal struggles, and the pitfalls of fame threaten her career. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? We're all across some genres here. Uh, let's go with, uh, let's go with movie number one. Movie number one it is, the institution movie. What made you want to see a movie about an asylum, AJ? I, I don't know, the other two sounded eh. Okay. Uh, you passed on movie number two. That was called False Positive. I wanted to try to get a Pierce Brosnan movie in there, but apparently you had nothing to do with it. Uh, Eliza Glazer Sorry, Pierce, is Pierce, also Pierce. starting in that particular movie. Uh, Vox Lux is movie number three. That stars Natalie Portman and Jude Law. Uh, you will be watching oh, movie number one, which is called The Mountain, and that stars Jeff Goldblum and Ty Sheridan. So some Jeff Goldblum action, Big oh, J. Oh, boy. The Mountain. The Mountain. Came out in 2018. I had never heard of it before. It is streaming on Hulu is where you'll find that one, my friend. And that is the movie Big J will be watching and reviewing for you today. If you want to play the home game, you can find it on Hulu. It's called The Mountain. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. One of the things the pandemic kind of forced us to do over the course of 18 months was work from home. And some of the people that started it liked it so much that they're like, hey, listen, this should be a regular thing. I discovered I could do my job as well or better at home than I was doing in the office. So maybe remote work is an option for me, which is great if it works out for you. Uh, according to a new study that came out yesterday for the Society for Human Resource Management, it found that 60% of workers said permanently working from home reduced their their opportunity to have a lot of stress or anxiety, which is good. Uh, but there's some negative connotations to it as well. 55% said it uh, caused work relationships to suffer. And here's where it really starts to hurt you, your career. Because two-thirds of managers also surveyed, 67%, say they consider their remote workers, quote, more easily replaceable and forgettable than the ones that come into work every day. 
Because one of the things that's going to suffer is networking. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you have a job that you feel like there's a path for you or there could be a possible promotion in your future, this is where remote learning or remote working could actually hurt you a little bit. Uh, not that that's fair or even proper or even you know justified, but that's a fact, I guess, according to some people. Uh, does that make it them would, a bad manager? Probably. Yo, yeah, but it would make me nervous. Uh, what do you mean? Just not being at the office. Being around, you know, the upper people. So to see that you're doing your damn job. Sure, sure. But, I mean, you know, the other part of it is if you're getting your job done and productivity is fine. I mean, usually, if you are working from home remotely, there is a way for your boss to track the fact that you're working. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, for yeah, you. No, no, I understand they that. They could tune in and see that you're on the radio and realize that you're doing your job. I'm here. Right. Bosses. Uh, but, you know, there are certain other jobs and certain other positions where that can't, or that certainly isn't the case. Uh, about 42% of supervisors said they, quote, already forgot about some remote workers, which is never Jeez, good. man, you must have a lot of people working for When you. it comes to assigning tasks, at the same time, a separate survey from the University of Chicago found that 40% of workers say they'd start looking for another job if their employer required them to go back to the office full-time. So there's that. So we've got a real interesting workforce impasse here, which is to say that I'm not sure which way we go. I still think that working from home is going to be a permanent solution in some cases, because not only is it better for the employees in some cases, I also feel like it's probably pretty cost-effective for the company, and at the end of the day, that's what makes the difference, usually. Yeah, depending on the kind of business, for sure. Right. But, you know, the other side to this is, I think a lot of those positions, you know, are those that, you know, you're, you're filling a position, if that makes sense. It's not a career path, or it's not something where you can do that from home. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Uh, but there's a lot of bad bosses out there for sure. And if they're forgetting about their employees because they're working from home but still doing what they're supposed to be doing, that makes you a bad manager and not necessarily remote employees a bad thing. So probably time to look in the mirror. But if you've had a bad boss before, Big J, you know there's probably not a, look in, a lot of looking in the mirror going on there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They, they have got to that particular place and been that terrible of a manager for a reason. And odds are they're going to ride that horse all the way to the end. Hopefully that end has happened for that person. Love it. Love it. Permanently. Hey, congratulations to 17-year-old U.S. swimmer Lydia Jacoby of Alaska. She won the 100-meter backstroke in an upset, beating her teammate Lily King yesterday, uh, who won the gold in 2016 in Rio. King came in third this time, but uh, Lydia was very, very shocked that she ended up getting the gold medal. It was a really cool scene to see her win her first one. Of course, a teenager that just graduated high school like two months ago Jeez. now is winning an Olympic gold medal and is the best in her sport. So it was a pretty cool scene. And to see everybody else, all of her teammates, really happy for her, that was also cool to see as well. Russian Olympic Committee won the team gold in men's gymnastics, just edging out Japan. The U.S. team came in fifth place. Great Britain came in fourth. And after the gold medal count, uh, we're tied with China atop the medal count overall, I should say. 19 medals followed by Russian Olympic Committee. This is the whole weird thing. Like, they banned Russia, right? Yeah. But now there's the Russian Olympic Committee that are still in the Olympics. So basically, you know, the ban isn't a thing which is really, really weird. Either way, they're in second with 16, Japan in third with 13 overall. Big J, Behind the Music is coming back on your TV, and it's also coming back in podcast form. MTV has decided to do a Behind the Music podcast. Dr. Dre and Ice Cube would be the first two artists featured. 
Both episodes will be available on Thursday of this week. They have other episodes lined up as well, featuring 50 Cent, ACDC, Adam Lambert, Brett Michaels, Courtney Love, Duran Duran, Fat Joe, Big J, yeah. Guns N' Roses, and Madonna as well. So if you've missed behind the music, at least there's some way that you can get it, although it won't be the same kind of thing, but it's an opportunity for you to live in that nostalgia if you'd like to, for it's, sure. Uh, it's got Randy written all over it. It really does. It's going to hell, right? The Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Going to Seattle for today's We're Going to Hell story, Big J, and I don't think they have any of these around here. I've seen them in Arizona when I went recently, uh, and a lot of bigger cities have this, uh, this restaurant called Evergreens. And it's kind of like a franchise, but it's like a fast food franchise. Whereas uh, they focus mostly on healthy eating and salads. You understand? Yeah. So if you want like a drive-through salad, like they're famous for like having like their drive-through take two minutes because all their salads are pre-made. You just grab your salad, you go on your way, and you're back to the office for a really quick healthy lunch. That's the idea behind Evergreens, right? Evergreens took a little bit of a sidestep on Friday of last week. When a young lady in Seattle made a complaint with the King County Public Health, as well as the Evergreens Company itself, because she said on Thursday of last week at the South Lake Union location in Seattle of Evergreens, uh, a place that she would go to all the time for lunch, she had herself a rough experience. Uh, She said it was her favorite lunch spot ever. She sat down, she picked up a salad really quick, went back to her work to eat it. She sat down, she started eating her salad, and then she noticed... Something wasn't right, Big J. Hmm. She said she was working, she was eating. All of a sudden, I'm picking up my fork, and I'm like, whoa, that's not lettuce. And she kind of turns it, and that's when she saw, Big J, a little teeny tiny arm. Oh, no! Oh, God. And then she saw, like, little guts sticking out, and that's oh! when she jumped out of her desk, called her curl workers over to make sure she wasn't, uh, you know, just seeing stuff, and everybody started freaking out. Uh, turns out it was a lizard, Big J, in her salad. Uh, the uh, the photos guts. the photos were sent to Washington State University Zoology Department, who confirmed that the lizard is what's called a western fence lizard, commonly called a blue-bellied lizard, which are pretty pre- you know prevalent around the area. And in the pictures, you can see part of the arm missing and some guts sticking out, which really freaked her out. She said there wasn't a tail, and that's what she was worried about. She was like, "Okay, did I actually eat that tail, or maybe was that in another person's salad? Who knows?" She immediately filed the complaint with the health department as well as the company. The CEO of Evergreen said the company pays a premium to suppliers to ensure the lettuce and the greens that they get are good to go. And he says that while, you know, speed is a big part of Evergreen's, you know, business plan, they do work with a supplier that they say assures them their lettuce is triple washed. So while it's pre-bagged, when they're putting the lettuces together, they kind of trust the product from their supplier to be good and they say that it's possible that that's where it came from. But, of course, uh, lawyers are involved, Big J. And, uh, of course, Bill Mahler is one of them, and he says that finding creatures in food is not as rare as you might think. He said snakes, mice, spiders, sometimes living things, sometimes not living things, are all found in food on a pretty regular basis. He said the positive thing is, even though most of these things are grotesque, most of the time they don't cause human illness, so you don't even know you're eating them. Uh, but she does say the uh, that uh, she doesn't think she'll be eating at Evergreens again, so there's that. But she's also upset that she believes employees that's serving her should have noticed the problem. She said that a big blue lizard is not something that can be overlooked. And while she might have a point, my counterpoint would be, 
Yeah, but you started shoveling that thing into your mouth without really looking either. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can't... I, I, I get it. You're upset. You should be. None of this stuff is okay. But you can't call somebody out for missing something when you just start shoveling it right into your mouth and then don't notice. And you're like, oh, God, did I eat part of that already? Well, yeah, but we shouldn't have to do food inspection no, on our no. own stuff. No, you're right. You're right. You should. There's a certain amount of trust as a consumer you should have in a food place if you're going to sit down and eat there that whatever food is not going to have a foreign object in it that doesn't belong. You're absolutely correct. Uh, but it is a awful situation. Uh, it sounds like it's legitimate, which some of these not all the time are. And so there's also that to be weighed into as well. So here's hoping that your salad, whatever it may be, is lizard-free today. And certainly blue-bellied lizard-free. God, you'd never get over it, would you? No, no, I don't think you could ever... I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the mental scarring would be forever there. And forever I don't know. Unclean. I don't know how you overcome any of that. I mean, you certainly don't go back to that again. But that's probably the last salad you ever eat. You know what I mean? Everything that has to, is going to have to be the opposite of that from here on out. Just to make sure that mistake. Or at least you check every single piece of food you eat from here on out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That Everything you eat will get a good once over no matter what. Or you'll prepare it yourself. That way you don't have to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, you'll probably be the healthiest person ever after Could that. Could be. Although this is what she got for trying to eat healthy, so who knows? Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X. House of Pain jump around here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. How does it feel to be ahead of the curve? Or at least I assume you're ahead of the curve. I know I am a little bit. I usually but am. According to Psychology Today, one of the things that they are suggesting that parents do with their children is sit down and play video games with them a little bit more. They uh, they are advising parents, especially those that have, you know, preteens to teenage kids, to play video games with their kid. Especially if you can't get your kids to spend time with you, or uh, they're complaining about, you know, the fact that they have to go out and do things, or, you know, they're not doing chores around the house, or they're not listening, or they just want to spend time in front of the screen. One of the ways that you can break through and have a good time with your son or daughter that happens to be a bit of a gamer is to sit down and play video games with your kids. Uh, especially if you're concerned about your kids having no other interests or concerned that your kids are being exposed to inappropriate content or worry about your kids' decisions. These are great ways for you to sit down and kind of see their problem-solving process, to see something that they're passionate about, and to actually spend, even though it's different quality time than you maybe have imagined, but that's quality time to your kid, and so maybe meeting them on their level a little bit is a good thing. And uh, the Psychology Today article that uh, kind of points to this had said that there is a really weird, um, I guess, uptick in the relationship status between a parent and a child when a parent understands what a child's going through. For instance, like, you know, uh, it, it, there's games out there that cannot be paused. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it used to be when you were a kid, you, you would play Nintendo and you could pause on Super Mario Brothers and you could just do what you need to do. So when your mom yelled at you to take out the trash, it wasn't that big of a deal. But now if you're in like a co-op or something like that and you're playing with other people that are depending on you to do stuff, it is impossible. And if your mom is complaining about taking out the trash, he says, it, it, the, the article says, it's an incredible difference from when you say, hey, listen, take out the damn trash to, hey, could you do me a favor? When your round is over, could you please take 
take out the trash. That's like understanding what they're going through, meeting them on their level, and making some, you know, basically consideration into their life as to what they're going through at that particular point, which apparently helps a little bit when you're dealing with kids like that. Sure, until the kid figures that out, and then uh, and then it just, you know, the rounds just never end. Well, no, rounds end. No, if, you, if you play, no. what are you talking no, about? No, trust me. These kid, the kids, they, they tried this stuff uh, uh, on the wife numerous times. Uh, and then they'd be like, ah, we'll just play the next one. Well, there's then, a difference between the round not ending and your kids lying to you. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is they're going to find a way to get out of that But d- did anyways. your wife ever sit down and actually play video games with your kids? No, well, there but, you, go. you know, I knew what was going right, on. Right, you knew what was going on, but did you ever actually, do you play with your kids? Do you play online with them? Do you play video games? Do you play the games they play? Not anymore. Did you? Yes. Like what? We played COD. Okay. Mostly Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, online together as like a, a group yeah. and co-op. How yep. was it? Did, did, was it nice? Was it entertaining? Did you have fun? Yeah, yeah, it was fun. See, but I mean, at, uh, how old were they at that point? Uh, you know, probably fifteen. Oh, okay, okay. So they were still in the house, living there yeah. with you. You were able. Did you use that at all in some of the parenting skills that you had? Absolutely. There you go. See, so sometimes it does help. Uh, and you know that there is an like, end of a round. See how that person got melee? I'm going to do that to you if you don't do your chores. Yeah, I'm not sure that's what they're talking about no. in this Psychology Today article. That may be the polar opposite of it, actually. But uh, how you use that to your advantage entirely and your parroting style is up to you. <laughs> but do know that apparently now it is a good thing to sit down and play video games with your kid because quality time is still quality time, right? Yeah. And I imagine it was probably good for you and your daughter's relationship when you played together. Unless you were bringing down the whole team, were you? No, no. Right. Were one of your daughters? Yeah. Mason. Is, that, was, what, is that why you no longer she play? She was pretty bad for a while, but she's better now. Uh, so you play still sometimes? No, we, have, uh, we haven't had a chance to all play together. Well, at some point, I'm sure you will. You're now all in different uh, locations, so that makes it a little bit more difficult with different schedules and stuff. Yeah. But And, it, you know, it's not exactly going to help your parenting style anymore, right? One of them's a homeowner uh, and out of the they, house. They, I, I think the parenting style is over. <laughs> You have reached your parenting peak? Yeah, they think I'm geriatric. Uh-huh. I mean, Mason called me geriatric the other day. I'm like, God, I'm only almost be about to be 45. Yeah, Come but on. you know, you're limping around. Your back always hurts. She probably has a point. Morning After with dad, Nick and Big J. There's your parenting update. That's the only place you can get plates things like that. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. If you've been to the store lately, you know it's back to school time. We are getting kids ready to go back to school, which, of course, is very much up in the air for a lot of people. So it's probably not that much of a surprise that thanks to the spring of 2020 and all the fallout after that, that homeschooling is higher than ever here in the United States. The reasons vary. From parents who spoke to the AP said because they have children with special educational needs, which is why my kids were homeschooled last year. Others want a little bit more faith-based curriculum in their uh, in their childhood lives, so that's part of it. And then others say that, you know, there's a real issue with uh, them, you know, not mandating masks and just wanting their kids to be safe. And there's a lot of things that are flawed about that particular stuff, too. So the one thing they've had in common, however is they've all tried homeschooling on what they thought was a temporary basis and then found it to be beneficial to their kids, which is why they're staying that way. The U.S. Census Bureau reported in March of 2021 that by September 2020, the rate of household homeschooling children rose to 11%. That is up from 5.4% 
just two years ago. So we more than doubled the amount of kids being homeschooled these days. And some of that was out of necessity. But the fact that a lot of them or some of them are sticking to that particular plan is fairly interesting. Do you know anybody that like now is an adult that was homeschooled? Oh, sure. Yeah. How did that work out? Uh, They seem pretty normal. Yeah. Socially okay. Everything's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I know anybody that actually went through it. I know I met them when I was a kid. Like, you know, a couple of people that took part in some of the, you know, uh, debate and forensic stuff that I was a part of did some homeschooling stuff when I was in high school. But that's really the extent of my knowledge of somebody that went that particular route that I was close to. So uh, here's hoping it all works out for everybody. They get the education that they need and they want, and it's not too different and rough for them. That's the idea. Anyway. U.S. men's basketball team may not be doing great, but the women's basketball team beat Nigeria 81-72 in their opening game. The win was the Americans' 50th straight in the Olympics. The women's basketball team hasn't lost a game since 1992 back in Barcelona, Big J. So that's a long, long time ago. Speaking of 1992, that was the last time the men lost their first Olympic backstroke race, and it happened again. Yesterday, the U.S. men had won 12 straight golds in the backstroke event, even the past six Olympics, so they struggled in that particular event. Congratulations to weightlifter Hidlin Diaz. She won the first-ever Olympic gold medal for the Philippines. She competed in the 55-kilogram weight class, also set an Olympic record as well. She lifted about 280 pounds in the clean and jerk after managing about 214 in the snatch lift. I don't know what any of that means, but I know she got a uh, gold medal, so congratulations, first-ever for the Philippines. U.S. and China tied in first place with 19 medals overall, followed by the Russian Olympic Committee with 16. Japan has 13 medals in the medal count at the Olympics. And we've talked last week, I don't think you were here, when we talked about how popular uh, Peppa Pig is. But during the pandemic, that got so huge that there are kids across America that are picking up British accents because they're watching so much Peppa Pig. And the owner of Peppa Pig is Hasbro. And they are reaping the benefits. They have made $1.32 billion in the second quarter of on Peppa Pig alone, dude. Are you kidding me? Wow. That's pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Uh, Hasbro uh, credited a bunch of that stuff to the success of Peppa Pig. But they made some money as well as they are the toy uh, home for Marvel Disney toys like Falcon and the Winter Soldier toys and Black Widow toys also saw profit, but they said by far the most profitable part of their business is Peppa Pig. So when you see about children's programming and kind of poo-poo at it, now you know why it's such a big deal because they make money hand over fist uh, about a pig and her family uh, dealing with life in Britain has made them billions upon billions of dollars at this point, which is nuts. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, it's time. It's time to get you hooked up. Uh, we're gonna get you here uh, qualified for five hundred dollars to the Lifetime Store. Uh, we'll also get you instantly a pair of tickets to Primus, a tribute to Kings. That show happening August tenth out of the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater. It's one of the, I think, the first uh, big rock shows outside this year here in the Treasure Valley. That's gonna be awesome. Uh, also, it's all brought to you by our friends at Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer. Nick, uh, they are making summer. 2021 cooler than say summer of 2019 and hard seltzer with flavors please drink responsibly mike's hard lemonade company chicago illinois here's our phone number 208-287-1003 if you'd like to face big j in pop culture smackdown in order to claim this prize how are you feeling on your first day back good man all right we'll see we'll see how it goes let's go to the phones hello the x 
Good morning. Good morning. What's your name, please? Amber. Amber, you're up first. Amber, Taylor Momsen of The Pretty Reckless turned 28 years old yesterday. What was the TV show she starred on on The CW before starting the band? Go fish. What is it? <laughs> no, I don't have anything. Nothing? Wrong. Did she say go fish? I think, I think she did. Jeez. This is pretty funny. Hello, the act. Uh, I know the answer. Hi, this. Hello? Oh. This is Craig. Craig, uh, your question is Taylor Momsen of The Pretty Reckless turned 28 years old yesterday. What was the TV show she starred on on The CW before starting the band? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Any guess? Uh, I, do, I don't have a guess. Wrong. All right, man. Thank you very much for trying. Hello, the X. Hey, good morning. Hey, uh, Taylor Momsen turned 28 yesterday. What was the TV show she starred on before starting The Pretty Reckless? I remember yours? No. Nope. Wrong. Uh, no? Well, at least there was a TV show guess. Yeah. Although, I, that might have been on before she was born. Hello, oh, the yeah. X. For sure. Hey, Taylor Momsen of The Pretty Reckless turned 28 yesterday. What was the TV show she starred on on The CW before starting the band? Uh, Gossip Girl. That is correct. Right. Recently remade for HBO Max. What's your name? Uh, Josh. Josh, you're taking on Big J. Hey, Big J, this director made such movies as Lolita, Barry Lyndon, 2001, and Eyes Wide Shut. Uh, Stanley Kubrick? Right. That is correct. Back to you, Josh. Philip Clapp is the real name of this star and quote-unquote leader of the Jackass crew. Sorry, can you repeat that? Philip Clapp is the real name of this star and quote-unquote leader of the Jackass crew. Uh, Johnny Knoxville? Right. Correct. Big J, Sandra Bullock is the only performer to win an Oscar and a Razzie in the same year. The Oscar was for The Blind Side. She won her Razzie for what movie starring her and Bradley Cooper? Oh, man. What did she star in with Bradley Cooper? Uh, Blind Side. Boy, I have no idea. Nothing? I don't think I ever saw this movie. Wrong. Any guess, Josh? You win no matter what. Uh, I have no clue either, man. The movie was called All About Steve. Right. All About Steve. I've never even heard about Dude, it. Dude, it's worth watching just for the cringe factor. Is of, it so bad? Well, it's pretty bad. But also, like, Sandra Bullock gets, like, obsessed with Bradley Cooper and does really weird and creepy things we all have. that are supposed to play from comedy. No, no, that shouldn't be the case. Uh, and it, it's just really, really weird and creepy to, to know that movie got made. Congratulations, Josh. You got yourself all set up with Primus tickets guaranteed. You're also qualified for the excitement that is that $500 gift card from the Lifetime Store, all courtesy of Mike's Hard Lemonade Seltzer. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Your headlines are next on the X-Rock. Headlines brought to you by Blue Cross of Idaho. Can you predict your healthcare costs? Blue Cross of Idaho's new Access Clarity Plan costs are easy to understand, plus it helps you learn them and plan for them. Learn how at bcidaho.com slash access. Headlines are as follows, Big J. Not comfortable? How rude, and that probably sucked. How rude. This isn't what most people would plan when they're trying to celebrate their wedding anniversary, but a man named John Wood said he and his wife were on board the Floating River X Cafe over in England when all of a sudden a nude cruise came into view and naked passengers just started waving at them. Wood noted that he and other diners on board were concerned that the windy conditions might make traveling uncomfortable for those on board, 
He also says that reaction in the restaurant was mostly of amusement and then concerned for their health because the wind was kind of getting up. The Naturist Torbay Sun Club was operating its annual nude cruise in which passengers travel from Exmouth Dock naked for a cruise around the area, and they are permitted to do so. But he said it was a surprise to see on his wedding anniversary, but thought it was actually kind of funny. So how would you react, Big J, if you saw a nude cruise and a bunch of naked people were waving at you? I'd wave back. Even if it was your wedding anniversary? Sure. I mean, what difference is that supposed to make? I don't know. I'm not sure. I guess it depends on who you're married to. If somebody would be upset that you couldn't take your eyes off a bunch of naked people or not. I mean, it's not something that you see every day. So I would think that, you know, just out of pure, like, what the hell's happening, you would be drawn attention-wise to it. But some people are very, you know, prudish and don't like when other people look at naked people. Well. Especially when you're with them. But if the eyes want what the eyes want, Big J, that's what they always say, don't they? Yeah, Exactly. Not comfortable, or that probably sucked? That probably sucked. Somewhere off of southeastern Japan's coast around 3,000 years ago, a shark attacked and killed a poor man who was likely fishing or shellfish diving. Afterward, the victim's fishing comrades presumably brought the body minus its sheared-off right leg and left hand back to land for burial. That's what a new analysis of that unfortunate man's partial skeleton excavated around a century ago at a village cemetery near Japan's Sito Inland Sea has unveiled. They figured out that kind of grisly scenario by putting together all the clues. An individual from Jab- Japan's ancient Jamon culture represents the oldest known human victim of a shark attack, according to archaeologists at the University of Oxford. So 3,000 years ago, Big J, some poor dude was attacked by a shark, and this is the first evidence that we have that not only were sharks around 3,000 years ago, but... They attacked us, and we didn't learn our lesson 3,000 years later. We're still hanging out in their waters. What's it going to take? I'll tell you what. uh, Maybe they should be like, oh, we shouldn't be too uh, keen on this as we're almost extinct. (laughs) I highly doubt that's what sharks are thinking. But uh, either way, they've lasted this long, uh, probably on our body parts a little bit here and there anyway. The Megalodon. Wrap it up with not comfortable. And this is not something you want to see pop up on your phone when you're getting ready to board an airplane. A United Airlines flight had to be evacuated ahead of takeoff at San Francisco International Airport on Thursday after a teenager sent a photo of an airsoft gun to other passengers via airdrop. If you're not familiar with what airdrop is, it's an iPhone feature that allows sharing between other Apple products. The flight, which was bound for Orlando, was getting ready to leave the gate when the incident occurred, but whenever a bunch of people get a picture of a gun, everybody gets all freaked out. Everybody on board was forced to deplane, go through security a second time, and then the teen, where they figured out where the picture was coming from, was not allowed back on the flight. That sucks. A spokesperson, well, don't send pictures of guns uh, to random people on an airplane. I mean, what was the purpose of him sending the picture? He thought it would be funny. Oh. Uh, Guess what wasn't funny? The the airports don't find gun stuff or bomb stuff very funny, guys. Just a heads up. That's a great way to get you A, kicked off a flight and B, arrested no matter what. Spokesperson for the airport says the teen did not actually have the gun on him. Apparently it was taken at an earlier time at a different location. And he thought it would be funny to send the photo to a bunch of random people on an airplane. And so they added the evacuation was done out of an abundance of caution. And now law enforcement officials are working with United to review things and see what charges they're going to bring against teenagers. So there you have it. Uh, I've never, I don't have an iPhone, so I haven't used, I've heard of AirDrop, but it sounds like a feature that is a really weird thing to have 
that you, I mean, it's one thing to do it with like friends that you have access to people's phones to, right. you know? Yeah. But it's weird that you can do that to just random. Well, you can have it set up any way you want. Right. To... But some people obviously have it open. <laughs> right. Is my point. Yeah. And that's what makes it really, really weird that that's even a thing that's possible. But that's how you get in situations like this. LA Rats, I've been everywhere here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Sounds like if you're getting older, Big J, it's a little bit of good news, bad news, huh? Sure, yeah. Um, as uh, some researchers here have found out that uh, uh, those uh, adults out there that uh, regularly take part in team sports, so, you know, uh, your uh, maybe your work softball team, et cetera, mm-hmm. or uh, maybe some racquetball any of those things uh, when you regularly compete in sports. Racquetball's not a team sport. Uh, well, you know, if, you get, if you're playing against somebody, maybe. Or there is, there's doubles. Yeah, I wouldn't call racquetball team sports, though. Uh, a thousand people, they uh, they actually polled, and they said that sports of those thousand people who did not play found those on uh, teams had more friends. They had better work-life balance. They were physically fitter and attended more parties compared to those who didn't play a team. That makes sense. I mean, you're out and about with more people more, so all those things should check out. Yeah, I have uh, fond memories as a kid. Uh, my uh, my uncles and uh, and my cousins, uh, they all played in softball. They all, I mean, it was a huge deal in softball tournaments, and there was a lot of beer and drinking yep. and, uh, and having a good time. And, and, I, and I remember for a while there was a, a, a softball team around here, uh, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to skip that because I will get injured. I played on that softball team. The last time we had a a radio station softball team, uh, I took part in it, which was probably the last team activity that I had done. What was the last one you did? Oh, I mean, I don't... Were we talking back to high school? Is it the last time you were on a team for something? Yeah, probably. Uh, That's kind of sad. Maybe paintball. Uh, I mean, was there a team that did organized activities? Who was all... How many people were on your team? There was about 10 of us. Or did you just like go and then play with a bunch a, of other people whenever they were there? Well, it was a part of my work. Gotcha. I worked at a paintball place. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as a, as a team activity, it was a lot of fun. I mean, that's what it was. We would get together and we would uh, we would end up playing the, the softball game. And then afterwards, we would go out for a couple beers. And it was like a beer league kind of a thing. But also, uh, that was the last time that I got hurt. Uh, and I dislocated my shoulder playing the, in that uh, in that softball league. So uh, there was some good and some bad that went along with playing and on that team. And since then, you, you haven't been able to golf? No. You haven't been able to do nothing? No. Because you don't want to. Well, no, it's not that I don't want to. It's that, you know, the choice was either I have to make sure I don't repeat that activity that popped my shoulder out of place, or I have to get surgery. And it's like, do I want to spend $12,000 on surgery, or do I want to just skip the $30 weekend golf trip with you? And the answer was... You want surgery, of course. <laughs> no, no, the answer was, I think I'll just stop playing golf. And and I'll figure out something else to do with my time so that that didn't happen. Of course, uh, not too long after that, I think we ended up finishing. I couldn't play the rest of the season, of course. But we had a pretty good run. Like We were all, we were undefeated, second-place team. And I think that's what we finished in that particular league was with second place. But it was nice for camaraderie. But the other part of it was, I remember... Here's the things that I remember about the softball team. Because it was like, I don't know what, seven, eight years ago, something like that. Uh, was, uh, it was fun. We did really well. I got hurt, and then I also played on the team with like one of the one, the one people around here at the time that I couldn't stand being around. And so there was always that game that I had to play where it was like, whatever I could do to stay away from that guy during the course of the three hours that I'm out and about, that's something that I wanted to yeah, do Yeah, well. you're like, I, I get it. I get that. <laughs> so, you know, there was some good and some bad that was taken with it. But uh, also, sad truth, I still have my baseball glove 
in my car from when I was doing this. It's still in your car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what am I going to do with it? I mean, I got there's no place for it. I just left it in the back of the uh, the car. It's still there. Maybe donate it. Uh, well, I mean, I still want to play catch with my kids sometimes. Oh. I play catch with Jackson with it, and so oh, that's okay. something that, that I do. I just never took it out of my vehicle, so it's still there uh, wherever I drive with it. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it is one of those deals where it can be good, but it also can be bad. Uh, but that's what being middle-aged is all about, right? Yeah. Making decisions that end up thinking it are good things, and then they turn sour on you real quick. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, your chance to win something with bad impressions. That's next on the X Rocks. <laughs> Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. Hey, let's get you set up with a Papa Murphy's meal deal. Family-sized pepperoni pizza, cookie dough, some classic cheesy bread, and a two-liter bottle of soft drink, if you would. Get you that if you can figure out bad impressions. It's a nice little dinner package, 208-287-1003 if you'd like to play. Big J's got three clues. They all revolve around somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, we'll send you some food. Food's on us, man. Living the high life. It's like you're supposed to. Hello, the X. Hi, this is Tyler. All right, Tyler, you're up first. Good luck. All right. I've been voicing Meg from Family Guy for almost 22 years. Mila Kunis. Man! We got a Family Guy fan. Good job. Hang on one second, Tyler. We'll get you all set and good to go. What were clues two and three? I started in that 70s show with my now husband, Ashton Kutcher, as Kelso's girlfriend, Jackie. I started movies like Bad Moms, Ted, and Black Swan. And why is Mila Kunis in the news? Mila Kunis and and even Ashton Kutcher and Dak Shepard, they all might stink and smell bad. They smell bad? Uh, Well, you know, uh, Dax has got a pretty popular podcast called armchair expert podcast and him and his partner who uh take part in that podcast monica padman were discussing how frequently uh they shower uh with the mila kunis and ashen kutcher who were guests on the show and uh apparently uh they don't shower that often uh they don't want to get rid of the natural oil on their skin with a bar of soap every day uh, and then they started talking about how often that they uh would uh, bathe their children and uh mila kunis and ashen kutcher said you know they don't really do it that often like, listen, man. <laughs> this is what worries me. People right are up. so gross. And not yeah. only that, but children are usually more gross than most people because they get into more stuff. They're a little bit messier when they eat. And if you're not bathing your kids, what's going on here, man? Uh, yeah, well, they don't, they don't, they don't, they, don't, they think it dries out their skin, et cetera, et cetera. I'm sure it does. But also your skin is filthy. Well, they said if there's, you know, obviously, obviously some dirt on them, they'll they'll wash them up. But right. But if it's not visible to the naked eye, they yeah. don't worry about. I'm just saying you have to you have to measure hotness with smell, and so you know, what, what, does that rule it out? Do like they become the hottest, less? Listen, the hottest you, lady for you in particular. Yes, of course. If somebody has bo that makes them less attractive, automatically, automatically, and the answer should be that to anybody. I mean, are you, you telling me that it wouldn't it wouldn't matter to you if they stunk like garbage? Uh, no, I don't like that. Yeah, I would not like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that should factor into the attractiveness of anybody. And listen, how they live their lives is entirely up to them. But I'm also guessing they probably don't stink. But, like, if they also covered up with patchouli oil, that's not helping. I'll tell you that right now. In front of God and everybody. <laughs> Agreed. That does not help cover up any of that stuff. It just makes you smell like you. I automatically think when I smell patchouli, I'm like, oh, there's somebody that hasn't showered in a while. Wonderful. What a treat. 
Uh, but to each their own, I suppose, yes. Big J, right? Yes. Uh, if you want to worry about your natural oils, worry about them all you want. Yeah, I'll take the shower. Thank you. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Wrapping up the show here next on the x Rock. Hey. Black Veil Bride's Scarlet Cross is how we're wrapping up the old morning after with Nick and Big J here on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Got a chance to talk about Big J living without air conditioning like he was a frontiersman. During the course of his vacation, we also uh, had a chance to talk about finding lizards in your salad and uh, be on the lookout for that. And, of course, we gave you some parenting tips, at least when it comes to video games and your kids. So it was a productive Tuesday show for sure. Uh, That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, the Exorcist, uh, new trilogy coming, Nick, and uh, the uh, Universal folks there paid $400 million to buy it. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And it doesn't sound like it's a remake, right? Because they have people reprising their roles. So it sounds like kind of like a continuation of a story, which is weird because Exorcist 2 and 3 are not very good. And so That's you a have a lot of money that to deal with. Right. Just to it can't be just for the rights. It has to be for like all the production costs yeah. wrapped up. Yeah. Filming them all at the same time kind of a thing. That makes a little bit more sense. But you know what? There's money to be made in horror movies, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, but one of the deals about horror movies, why they're such a big deal and popular is because usually they don't take a lot of money to put together. They're cheap to, to make. You know? Right. And in this case, that that's not happening. So we'll see what all goes the, on. To me, the scariest movie. Uh, the so, first Exorcist, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is, uh, it is a freaky movie that but it's uh, is scary really well for done. different reasons, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, although there's some now, it's all like jump scares. There's a couple of jump scares in that that Exorcist movie, but it had people like passing out in the movie theater, so they weren't messing around when it came to it for yep. sure. Interested, or have you? Or you want to wash your hands? No, because you're scared. I, no, no interest. Don't let that evil near me. <laughs> Understood. Next set of X-Rock brought to you by Team Maz and the pre-owned Superstore. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know, the one you hear about on the X all the time. It's going to do it for us. I'm going to be off the rest of this week. Big J flying solo. We'll be back together come Monday. You guys have a great one. Take care. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs>